Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Hello and good morning. Welcome to the last Going Greyhounds for 2021. I'm Matt Jackson and what a big week it's been in New South Wales feature racing over the past seven days. Centred around Wentworth Park last Saturday night with the Group 3 Christmas gift and also the Christmas cheer. They were two terrific races and we saw the group, the dual Group 1 winning stayer Stanley Road bounce back to his brilliant best in the stayers feature. He was able to overcome box six and he stopped the clock in 42-18. He brought up his 19th win of his career and he took his career earnings to over $408,000. He got that dream run at the first corner and he found himself in front with a lap to run, which he wouldn't have been in that position for quite some time and he was able to take full advantage of that. Meanwhile, the Christmas gift, which was run in speed star format, was won impressively by the youngster zipping Kansas in a very, very fast 29.46. He stalked well and he was powerful late to storm over the top of him. He's going to be six weeks too old to be competing in the upcoming national derby but I'm sure he's going to be a force to be reckoned with in the paws of thunder which is certainly shaping up to a to be a beauty We've got wow bandit ned and zipping Kyrgios all likely to be headed that way and I'm sure there'll be greyhounds from interstate making their trip to Wentworth Park in January for that paws of thunder around the nation we saw the the biggest race of last week the inaugural tab phoenix what a night looked to be there at the Meadows. New South Wales was represented by two slots. Jungle Juice, who represented Greyhound Racing New South Wales, and Billy Creek, who represented the GBOTA. Uh, Billy Creek ran the race of his life, didn't he, to storm home along the rail to finish fourth behind Wow She's Fast, Spotted Elk, and Kablenz. Wow She's Fast, breathtaking in 29.66. Also, in Victoria on Sunday were heats of the Sale Cup, where we saw the New South Wales representative, Mind Margarita, who's raced in New South Wales by Alan and El Manwaring, uh, fly the flag for his home state by qualifying for that Group 1 final this Sunday on Boxing Day by running second behind one of the leading chances, Mapungarubi. He's come up with a nice draw in the final as well. This week, as we just mentioned, the Sale Cup will be staged on Boxing Day this Sunday. And we've also got the Queensland Futurity and Derby on Thursday night. Gerard Daffy will be along later on in tonight's show to go through those markets. But for now, we'll take a small little break here on Going Greyhounds. Hear that? Me neither. 3M WorkTunes Connect Earmuffs will give you some peace and protection, whether you're chilling out or doing a DIY project this holiday season. Make and take calls with Call Connect, and with Bluetooth technology, you can stream from any device in high-fidelity sound. Jingle bells never sounded so good. Cord and antenna free. They're great for around the home. The perfect gift for Christmas. 3M WorkTunes Connect Earmuffs. Built to perform. Available at Bunnings. I came to clean and noticed there was no food in the house. She told me her sister just forgot to pay a few bills. He was in for his monthly dream when I noticed the bruising. Is there anything I can do? Thousands of older Australians experience elder abuse every year. If you're concerned about someone you know, you don't need to have all the answers. Call 1-800-ELDER-HELP for free confidential information and support. We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. 
We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Racing, stunning one on the inside, came out okay. Aston Harlow got the best of the start. Stunning one has tried to boot up on the inside the first corner. And third was Don't Start Now. Off the back straight, Aston Harlow, the front runner. By about three or four lengths, going up on the inside, stunning one. Then for the back was Don't Start Now, but around the corner, Aston Harlow's got a commanding lead, about four or five lengths in front of stunning one. And Aston Harlow will lead all the way by six lengths. Stunning one's run second and third. Don't Start Now. And the time is the best for the day. Well, I'm not sure that was the the correct replay, but our first guest on this ongoing Greyhounds this morning is our man Waring, who whose Greyhound my Margarita contested a heat of the Sale Cup and finished second behind Mapunga Ruby and was able to qualify for this week's Group One final. I'm joined by his owner, Al Man Waring. Good morning to you, Al. Oh hi, how are you, Matt? I'm not too bad. He ran a terrific second behind Mapunga Ruby. What were your immediate thoughts following following the race there on Sunday night? Yeah, we were really happy with his run. Um, I think he's matured uh, really well uh, with Steve White. Um, he's starting to come around dogs, um, uh, you know, and he's just going great. Yeah, excellent. And I'm... You mentioned now that he is with Steve White. Obviously, he's had the experience of taking on the best that New South Wales uh, has had to offer. But now down there with Steve, he's going to get the opportunity to to be competitive with with the best in Victoria. He's drawn box two in the final. He's a $41 chance. Do you think he's over the odds? And how do you expect him to go? Uh, Look, um, as long as he does everything right, um, I think he can go pretty good. Um, I mean, he's he's certainly the slow um, one of the field. So um, if he can stay away from some trouble, I I think that, uh, yeah, he could definitely, uh, you know, do well in the final. And the ideal scenario, I suppose, in the final would be with Mapunga Ruby having drawn box one, if you could get onto his back at the or her back at the first quarter and follow her through, she'd be the, the one to take you right into the race. Absolutely, yes, yes. So if he can stay on the fence and find no trouble, um, I think he, he's got a very good chance. Yeah, absolutely, and it's a it's a big advantage to be drawn inside at sale. His PB there at sale is 37.09, which is, which is quicker than any of the heats that were run there on Sunday. So I guess that gives you a little bit of confidence if he could replicate that to be competitive on Sunday. Yes, absolutely. If he can, if he can run that time, or even better, it would be uh, wonderful. Um, you know, you don't have to be the fastest. Sometimes you just have to get the dream run. Yeah, exactly. And those big races, luck plays a big, big part. Generally, he's been a terrific dog for you, hasn't he? He's won eight of his thirty-five starts with thirteen placings, and he's earned nearly fifty thousand dollars in prize money. Yes, yeah, he absolutely has. So. Uh, He's a favourite in our kennels at the moment, so uh, uh, we we just wanted to send him down to the bold trees, um, which obviously he didn't do too well with, but um, we decided to keep him with Steve White for the Sale Cup, um, and, and we'll be bringing them back to New South Wales in January. Yeah, very good. And what would what would it mean to you if he was able to score an upset win on Sunday night in the in the Sale Cup? Oh, look, it would mean the world to all of us, uh, my family, my husband, my kids. 
uh, we've put so much time and effort into the greyhounds, um, and I think it's more about the win than the money um, to be able to have a, a greyhound that can get into group races. You know, that's the dream that we all we all get up in the morning um, and, and look after these animals. To be able to do that is just fantastic. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm sure when he does come back up to New South Wales, the uh, the Summer Cup over the Paws of Thunder Carnival will be the the goal with him. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then probably in about five or six months, we will probably send him back to uh, Steve White um, for races down in Melbourne. Um, he is a terrible traveller, so um, it works in our favour to have. Um, a mate like Steve White that we can send our dogs down to. Uh, we we actually run boarding kennels ourselves, um, so we are busy all year round um, and don't have the ability to be able to travel here, there and everywhere um, because we are so busy in our everyday life. Yeah, for sure. And I guess the, the benefit of that is if he is going to Steve's regularly, the familiarity, I can't even say that, um, by going to the same place probably makes it a little easier on him if he's a bad traveller. Yeah, absolutely. And he is settled there uh, with Steve Kerry and, and Mitch White. Um, they're doing a fantastic job with him. Um, he loves being there. Um, and, 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 you know, I'm really thankful for them for doing this for us. Yeah, and, and just one last thing. Obviously, Greyhound Racing New South Wales announced the new half a million dollar staying race at the Gardens uh, that will be running June next year. I'm sure that's definitely on the agenda for you guys going forward. Ah, uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, we, we were cheering when we heard the news. Um, <laughs> this is what the industry needs for stayers um, to to keep people breeding to get stayers. Um, we certainly need the money there for them. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be a heck of a heck of a 2022 good luck on sunday night i hope i hope he runs really well there for you at sale in the sale cup thanks matt so there we have old man wearing who's got my margarita going around in the group one sale cup on sunday night we'll head for a break now coming up on the other side we'll have tony mestroff it's the Golf Lovers Christmas at Drummond Golf with great savings on a huge range of gift ideas for the golfer in your life. Every player needs a rangefinder. The Target Caddy TC200 is now $199. Save over $100. Cougar Tri-Wheel Buggy, just $119.95. Save over $20. Or a 12-pack of tailor-made V3 distance balls, just $29.95. See our online catalogue for more Golf Lovers Christmas savings at drummondgolf.com.au. The Southern Hemisphere's best yearlings on Australia's holiday playground. The 2022 Magic Millions Gold Coast Yearling Sale, January 11 to 17. From derby heroes to sizzling sprinters and slipper superstars to spring champions, it's the sale that delivers every year. Find the next day inside, Hitotsu, Golden 60, Profondo or Winx. The Gold Coast Yearling Sale offers the cream of the Australasian yearling crop. See the catalogue at magicmillions.com.au. 
Message from Scotto. The last time Daz picked a winner. Question mark. Now playing on the History Channel. Laughing emoji. Ha ha. Get the last laugh with Venue Mode. When the green light is activated, you'll get access to exclusive markets and offers just for heading to your local. Venue Mode on the Tab app. Tab. Long may we play. Ha ha. Venue Mode available on the Tab app in operating Tab venues, agencies and selected race courses. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help 1800 858 858. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Welcome back to Going Greyhounds. Our next guest this morning is Greyhound Racing New South Wales CEO Tony Mestrov. Good morning to you, Tony. Good morning, Matt. Obviously, 2021, as we've seen plenty of challenges throughout the year, of course, we've had lockdowns and, and things like that. How do you think Greyhound Racing has responded to those challenges? And take us through, from, from your perspective, a lot of those, a lot of the challenges that you've had to go through this year. Yeah, sure, Matt. I think um, I've gone a lot greyer this year <laughs> from a personal <laughs> point of view. But, uh, I mean, it's an amazing team effort from the industry. If I look at um, the industry itself and the participants, they played their part. They were amazing. Anything to keep racing. Um, the clubs, um, during SW, led by Wayne Billet, who's head of racing and the racing team. Um, to keep it going, we lost very, very few races. And... You know, our job as SW is to provide racing for participants. Um, that's our job. So um, to get through that with all the restrictions, the new protocols, um, also, you know, the Greyhound Welfare and Integrity Commission played their part um, as well to keep racing going. So it was a real team effort. and um, I'm really proud of our organisation. I mean, you know, we're on the co- same conversation with the head of racing 10 times a day to keep it going. And... Um, as I said, I'm, I'm proud of the participants. They really played their part. Um, you know, fingers crossed we really haven't had any cases. We've had some scares, as every industry has had. But to come through that the other side and be a stronger industry um, through COVID, um, I'm, I'm really proud of the industry itself and, and our organisation as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like I started my role just the week before lockdowns came into place and to, to see the participants... And every, everyone concerned is pulling on the same rope is, is as you mentioned, a credit uh, to everyone going forward. And then that's a beautiful segue into 2022. Obviously, there's been some big, big announcements late this year with now Greyhound Racing New South Wales going to hold the richest 600-metre and 700-metre races in the world from 2022. How important was it for Greyhound Racing New South Wales to to add those two races to the, to the calendar uh, to build off the success of the Million Dollar Chase? Yeah, it was all built off the success of the Million Dollar Chase. And I we consulted with participants for a while now about more distance racing. And obviously, you know, short racing plays its part, but we wanted to have bigger races at distance. And I think the first one is, you know, the world's longest middle distance race. That's been extremely popular uh, as we've gone to different areas. So the nominations have been strong. So I think it was really important to put a distance race in. That was a big part of the racing calendar. And we did that with the 715. I think we've shown that we are a regional industry. We're 75% regional and we wanted to place it in the region. Obviously, the million dollar chases at Wentworth Park, the headquarters, but... Um, you know, the 7.15 will be at the gardens in a regional area. And I'm, um, you know, I'm pretty proud of this one. Um, I just think that over a long time, the participants really 
love the distance racing, particularly those that have been in the, in the industry for a while. It also provides another opportunity. We're just not about sprint dogs in the MDC. Um, we're about distance dogs. So that will change breeding. I think that will bring more dogs into the industry. And I think it's exciting for participants to have the opportunity. If you've got a, you know, a, a stayer now, um, you can win a $500,000 race. And on top of that, you got a chance to win $2 million chases with the one cancelled from last year, one in May and one at the end of September. So pretty exciting year in 2022, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. And and I guess with those two races being held out in the regional areas, as you mentioned, the towns that they're going to be held in, Dubbo for the, the, the middle distance race, and then, of course, the Gardens in Newcastle for that 700-metre race. Uh, you would think, obviously, Newcastle's quite a large town, but you would think the the community is going to get right behind those two races and and try and make it their own going forward. So it's it's definitely going to be very exciting for those communities next year as well. Yeah, it is, and I think um, you know obviously COVID plays a part, but we really want to get people back to the track. I mean, that's you know we've been through some tough periods, but I think for those country areas, really make it to a night out of entertainment. Obviously, important around wagering. So. We really, in 2022, really want to get people to the MDC, Million Dollar Chase, to the country areas. And that Dubbo, um, they're fully rewarded for the hard work they've done out there. Um, and obviously the Guard's an important centre with most of our participants living in the Hunter region. So they're two regions that we expect um, to get a lot of people at both of those. So we really want to bring people back. I think it's important. Um, and it's a sense of community in those areas. So pretty exciting, pretty exciting times, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. From a personal standpoint, I can't wait for next year. It's going to be a monster year. We've got $2 million chases. We've got the staying race, the middle distance race, the Easter egg, of course, over the Easter Carnival. And then straight after the new year, we've got the three big group ones in January. Of all the big races that we're going to be having in Greyhound Racing New South Wales next year, what's the one that you're probably looking forward to the most? Yeah, I'm really, I suppose, one that, close to my heart is distance race I just think we've really consulted well the team and me personally have consulted with participants I'm excited about that because that this is something they've wanted for a, a long time and it is at the gardens which is an important part of greyhound racing but you can't help but we missed a million dollar chase and to get the crowds back we're going to attempt to fill Wetworth Park um, Matt and, and I know you've only just started but it is exciting. I mean, they scream to the first turn. The Lewis starts. The crowd's already cheering before it reaches the starting box. It just gets your heart going. And then to see that face, as I said before on radio, of the winner and their life-changing, um, people like Frank Hurst and Peter Laggioni, it's just something to behold. And it, it never, ever um, gets boring for me. It's why I turn up to work every day, to see the faces of those people, as I've said before. So it's life-changing. So I... I don't think, although I love that the 7.15 concept is close to my heart, you can't help but think, you know, we're going to give a million dollars away twice next year, which is just exciting. So I'm looking forward to, to filling Wentworth Park and um, and exciting to see those participants take away the million dollars. It's so important. Yeah, I, I agree. From what I've been told by, by Timmy Newbold, the atmosphere from up in the broadcast box for a million dollar chase is, is quite incredible. So I can't wait for that either so thanks for that tony enjoy your christmas and we'll catch up in the new year hey eh? look forward to catching up matt thank you
Beautiful. There's Tony Mestroff, the Greyhound Racing New South Wales CEO. Well, we'll take a quick break now. On the other side, we'll have Jared Daffy to go through all the markets for the feature racing this week. Skipped breakfast. The winners from the Bathurst 1000 yesterday, Chaz Mostert. How were you awake, most importantly? <laughs> what, or you just getting in? Uh, I, I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> don't go to work on an empty stomach. I was pretty lucky I had Leroy in my camp. We try to really let, let on each other, keep each other calm and just go, well, whatever happens is going to happen. Lee Holdsworth, probably don't want to give you too much of a big head, but the talent of your teammate, 29 years of age, and now his second Bathurst triumph. Oh, look, he goes all right, doesn't he? He's, he's not bad. Uh, it's a shame about his choice in haircuts. It's pretty, pretty disgraceful. Now shut up and drive. The Big Sports Breakfast. Weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio. Today's Racing, brought to you by Tabs The Lock, new on the Tab app. TNC Supply, gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. So welcome back to Going Greyhounds here on this last Going Greyhounds for 2021. We're joined now by Jared Daffy, who's going to take us through this week's feature race markets. Good morning to you, Jared. Good morning, Matt. The first of the features this week, uh, we see at Albion Park, and it's the Bogey Lee Futurity Final. Uh, a very nice race. Tungsten Miss has come up the early favourite. Any any support for anything early on? It is a good race, and of course, both the Futurity and the Derby were put back a week due to losing that meeting well, three weeks ago now. She's unbeaten. Uh, she's got the red box, which is obviously a huge advantage, but it's a very, very tough uh, Futurity, this one. She's the $3 favourite uh, in box two. Uh, we've got Cincinnati Lana at six, impulsed by the Victorian. Didn't really handle the first turn last week. It's at 8.50. Barcelona Cindy at six. Uh, the Townsville Cup winner Dulceria at $17. Spring Kono 12. Don't Tell Lies, the South Australian Oaks winner. She went super in the heat last week. She's at $4 and stopwatch at $8. So at the moment, the race is so tough, Matt. Uh, punters are having a little bit of trouble sorting it out. I guess what it says is the bookies have got it right, uh, given there's been no movement yet. But she'll go in favourite, Tungsten Miss, probably just by virtue of the fact she's got the red box. Yeah, absolutely a distinct advantage. At Albion Park, the Queensland Derby also shapes up uh, shapes up as a cracking race. And the favourite on C, this is drawn OK in box two. Yeah, so down the page here, uh, one of the locals, uh, Cincinnati Bill, off the red at $11. Unsee this, the WA performer, ran the fastest seat winner. Box two at $2.50. Uh, three, Fernando Grant at 41 Four, Strategize at 17 Five, Just a Sword, a solid second pick there for Tony Brett at $3. In no rush, box six at six. Showdown, uh, box seven at $8. And Sleuth, another one of the Tommy Zavallis, Jetta Cutlack, uh, Kennel there. The pink box at nineteen dollars. So they've got uh, one, two. They've got three in the race. Uh, Strategize showdown for Peter and Sonia Davis from, uh, of course, from down Wollongong Way. The breeders there and the owners and Sleuth out in box eight. Now we haven't really seen too much movement here either. The the favourite will be pretty solid. Unsee this. He went super last week and from box two it does look like he's going to find the front early with Cincinnati Bill and Fernando Grant a little bit iffy. Just a sword is capable of leading from box five. In no rush was huge in the heat last week and even Sleuth has got some hope there from box eight. Showdown landed a decent plunge when it won last week. So a really really tough uh, Derby final as well as the Futurity. So um, yeah, it's. 
it's hard to sort them out. And I guess just reiterating what I said about uh, the futurity, the fact that there's been no movement in the market means that, well, firstly, the bookies have got it pretty much right in the eyes of punters. And secondly, there's no real standout. Yeah, for sure. It might just be uh, a matter of just waiting and, and seeing what happens perhaps on, on race day with those mm. two markets there. Uh, for the, the Futurity and the Derby at Albion Park on Thursday night. And then Group 1 Racing on Sunday, Boxing Day. I'm pretty sure it's the only regional Group 1 in Victoria, the Sale Cup over the, the staying 650. Mapunga Ruby's come up with the perfect draw after her impressive heat win. Oh, I think you're right there. Uh, she was actually the slowest heat winner, but she is already a Group 1 performer. She's got the red at $2.10. My Margarita at $41. Nick's Bale, another Group 1 winner at $8. Draco Bale at 21 Untapped at $7. Zach's Entity uh, was on his best behaviour, uh, winning his heat the other night at $4.60. Amiga Tyson, uh, one of the local performers there at $21. And there's been a bit of early movement for Jarek Bale. Now, Jarek Bale's got box eight, seven into six. He's wrong, drawn the wrong side of the track. He, he won his heat, I think he ran 37-13 or something. That track was a little bit off the other night, but uh, a couple of runs ago, Jarek Bale went round at sale and ran 36.62 or 72, something like that. It was only a length outside the record. If he can get the fence early, he's going to be hard to beat. But it, it's a tough race here, Matt, because the likely leader, and she was a really good run when second in a heat last week, is untapped. Uh, she uh, She's getting a little bit stronger, made the Bowl Trees final. So she's got a really good hope there at $7 from the yellow box. But Mapunga Ruby... Just because it's got the red box, desperate for the fence, she clearly looks the one to beat. But no major spoil there at $2.10 and probably doesn't surprise that at the moment punters are skirting around. That There has been some money for untapped 8 into 7. Jarek Bale, as I said, 7 into 6. So betting around the favourite at the moment just because she's so short. Yeah, for sure. It's It'll be an interesting race. Obviously, Zach Sanity was... was Terrific after being slow away the other night, but as you as you said, he does have he, some tricks. So I, I don't know whether you recall do. what he did at uh, the Meadows uh, in that race. He destroyed uh, poor old Stanley Road that night when he took Stanley Road out on the turn. Uh, he got a month for marring. He came back and trialled at the Meadows. Matt twenty nine fifty four. He ran twenty nine fifty four for a stayer. He hasn't had a lot of starts, but he's got a huge motor. And just another one uh, that's in that very, very successful greeno, Kenny, Jackie and Kel. Yeah, he's he definitely has a, a, a very, very good motor, but thanks for reminding about reminding me about the nightmare that was that Top Gun stay as I was on Stanley Road for a packet oh, and So was and, I. And it was it was about <laughs> to, it was it was counting my money. Oh, he was going to win for sure. He, he he just hasn't had a lot of luck, Stanley Road, has he? I know he, he won well again the other night, but in a couple of those big finals, because I think he's the best stayer in Australia, but he just never seems to have any luck. He, he finds uh, the wrong races to, to run into more trouble than he normally does. Yeah, he does. He he just loves being close to the rail. So because yeah. he's such a slow beginner, it, it's very very difficult to to get unimpeded runs through along the fence. So for sure, it's probably cost it's probably cost him a few a few wins over time. But yeah, unlike you, I think he's the strongest stayer uh, in Australia at the moment. As far as the week uh, went past, I noticed in the in the Christmas gift at Wentworth Park, there was a lot of support for Zipping Kansas in his match race. Against Wow, did the yeah. punters do a job on the tab there? 
That was unbelievable. Now, he went up at $4. Uh, WOW went up $1.25, and I suppose that was on past history. Uh, but, you know, WOW led, as as you would expect him to do. But he got into $2.10 sipping Kansas. He was $11 to, to run the quickest match race. There wasn't a lot of support for him there. Uh, it was all to do with the heat, but amazing those match races. Normally we've seen these Speed Star Series in Victoria, SA, etc., and they're normally dominated by the favourites. But we had two upsets, and very, very nearly, as you know, a third when, uh, gee, he, he wanted every metre of that 520-metre course at Wente uh, Bandit Net to get there in a, in, uh, in a photo there. The, the thing I found surprising from the night, and I don't know where you sit on this, but Zipping Curios, when he led all the way, I thought, well, here's a 29.30, 29.40 run, but his time was a bit pedestrian uh, by Zipping Curios standards, and, you know, we did see that with Zipping Kansas running, what, nearly three and a half lengths faster, so he's a, he's a really, really fast zipping uh, dog Zipping Kansas, but, of course, the problem with that litter is, as we know, they just find a lot of trouble. Yeah, they do. They, and I think that was probably the... I thought he was. I thought at four dollars he represented terrific value, mm-hmm. but of course I was too yep. smart to take that price. Um, I, I was. I didn't think he'd be fast enough to win it overall. I thought Bandit Ned and Zipping Kyrgios would probably go a little bit faster than him, but mm. I think it was he was helped by the fact that I guess he's a he is a generally a slow beginner. So with only one dog to beat, he's. He's always going to get the clear run. And, they've, um, they've got their place match races. They do cop a lot of criticism. Um, for, they're hard to win on being a bookie, I know that, because normally the punters are right. But that sort of head-to-head battle, um, the, the younger punters engage that type of thing, uh, one-on-one type of uh, scenario, as opposed to trying to pick a winner in a field of eight. But I don't think we need to be uh, inundated with them. But uh, something like what we saw the other night, uh, it's spectacular viewing, I know that. Yeah, absolutely. And for for a dog like Zipping Kansas, because he is so strong, it was always just a matter of whether he could keep up with Wow. And when he was able to do that coming off the back straight, you could you just thought the time's going to be super fast here, and and he's going to take a lot of holding out, particularly with Wow being first up for for six weeks or so. But back to like what you said about Zipping Kyrgios, I must admit I was a shade disappointed with his time. I wonder if he was just a little bit flat after all the interference he copped in the megastar the week before because once he found the front I like you I thought he was going to to rip out a, a 29.30 29.40 time there on Saturday night possibly I, I suppose the other thing too is and they're not they're not machines we know you can't break a record and then expect to either run the same time the next week or the week after or the week after there appears to be only one dog that can do that Aston Rupee uh, when he's when he's on his lonesome but yeah no I thought when he led and he looked to be his action looked uh, perfect and we saw what he ran at Dapto just a length outside of the record and I thought well well here's your fastest heat winner well he was a long way shy of that which is quite strange yeah absolutely he might he might have just been better off suited like zipping Kansas was with something to chase and it, mm. it would have got that that competitive juices flowing and he might have churned out uh, a faster time Going forward, Daff, to 2022, what are you looking forward to most? Uh, well, so many of these races uh, have popped up, and I'm not using the word pop up in a, in a derogatory way. We saw the, the Tab Phoenix. I must admit, I was a bit sceptical about it when it first started out. But you know what? It worked. It created headlines all over Australia in each of those respective states. It was a little bit different how we came to the, to the slot holders in the end, but... 
I was quite taken aback by the popularity of Jungle Juice. You know, the team out there in Forbes did a wonderful job of promoting him, and uh, they, they got the votes that got him into the race. We saw Spotted Elk, and I know from being a Queenslander how much coverage she got up here, and a terrific run to run second. The Million Dollar Chase, looking forward to that. But I think all of these features all over Australia, and even, even the lower-grade uh, racing now, Matt, because the stake money has gone through the roof, and you know, let's face it, Greyhound Racing has been on the up-and-up now for two or three years, and, and we are seeing that money go back into grassroots as well as uh, the top-grade races as well. You can get a fair whack of money now for winning a race anywhere in Australia. So I'm just looking forward to things being on the up-and-up. I know from my own personal point of view, I can't tell you how often I get asked, by somebody mates you come across or people who know you've got some sort of an association with Greyhound Racing that says, how do we get into dogs? You know, I've heard this dog's won 500000 and it cost five. You know, they're the kind of stories um, that people latch onto. And for so many well, decades, we were, we were um, I guess, relegated to the bottom of the pile in regards to uh, racing. You know, it was racing up, up at the top, then harness racing, and then Greyhounds racing. It was, seemed to be a poor man's sport, but not anymore. So I'm looking forward to anything uh, coming up. And I guess the, the new age sprinters, we've got Aston Rupee at the moment and some, you know, the dogs like Bandit Net, etc. Unfortunately, we lost a few this year, but uh, that's going to happen. The likes of Shimmer Shine, Tigalong Tonk, uh, Group 1 performers in their own right. Just looking forward to the next batch coming through. Yeah, absolutely. It, it shapes up as a, a terrific 2022, and I'm sure there's going to be some some interstate battles between, as you, like you mentioned, Aston Rupee, wow, she's fast, and then, of course, Bandit Ned and Greyhounds that we, we don't even know of yet that I'm sure will be coming through well, targeting just on a that, lot of races. Wow, she's fast hadn't been heard of three months ago, and it goes around the other night and wins $750,000. That's how quickly it can happen. Yeah, absolutely, and... I'm sure, I, I said when the Million Dollar Chase was postponed from September, the the winner of the, the Million Dollar Chase in May next year probably would not even have a name yet. So, um, there's yeah, some ex- exciting times going forward. Uh, have a great Christmas, mate, and we'll have a chat in the new year, eh? Thanks very much, Matt. Beautiful. There's Jared Daffy from the tab taking us through all the markets for this week's features, the Queensland Derby and Bogey Leaf Futurity, and then the Group 1 Sale Cup on Sunday. That wraps up Going Greyhounds for this 2021. I'd like to send a big thank you to Mark Olmus, who uh, was the host for the entirety of the year. Uh, a big thanks to him on behalf of Mark and myself. We trust that you enjoy Christmas and New Year, and we'll see you back here in 2022.